0: welcome to the walkie-talkie podcast i'm ryan and i'm matt and we are going to talk you some walkies yep so this is part two of the season seven finale the first day of the rest of your life we uh felt like we really couldn't cover everything in the episode in just one podcast and so this is the second part.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I'm uh it's been a while too. <laughs>
0: it has. And part of me was hoping that I would have time to watch the second half again, but I didn't. So Same. this could be a little rough.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think I can recall most of it just because I I watched it I think 3 times. Oh, okay. During that, like during the the first week of it airing, yep, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Some of it's uh, not as uh, it's not as like raw in my emotion, you know. Yep, I'm, I'm yep. a little removed from it at this point. Yeah, same. But I'm more excited to actually talk about like stuff when we finish the play by play. Hmm. Um, yeah, but so I where we left off was. Uh, Right after the Garbage Pail Kids had turned on them.
1: Right. Um, We're getting into the thick of the action.
0: Yes. Yep. And uh, I I wanted to ask you if you followed this. So right after the Garbage Pail Kids turn, Mm -hmm. uh, Jadis explains what's happening. And she says, and I have a quote here. Tamil came for the boat things, followed the ones who took, got a better deal. Yep. So, the boat things. Okay, so that's right, because the saviors came and they took all the stuff that Aaron and Rick had gotten from the boat.
1: Follow Oh. You think that's what she was talking about? Well, I wasn't sure. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking she was talking about first um, Aaron and Rick and then followed the ones that took, meaning they they followed Aaron and Rick, got them back, and then got a better deal there. But it might make more sense that they followed the ones that took the boat things from Rick being the saviors and then got a better deal from them Mm -hmm. um but did they did the did the saviors take the boat weapons they did that's right they did
0: yeah that was when um aaron got beat up because Mm -hmm. the piece of paper that was in there um, right sounded like it was making fun of the saviors Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess that makes sense
1: but, yeah, and who knows with her broken way of speech. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So, Negan, uh, he makes fun of Rick, and he says something about, like, you know, you guys are animals. Um, right. You know, you were about to blow up Eugene. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of yours, which I thought was a good line on Negan's part. Um. Yeah. To manipulate them and um make them seem as bad as possible
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh he says you don't like eugene anymore but you've got to like sasha
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh at he says that he wants all the guns that they've managed to scrape up and a a person of their own choosing for lucille and he wants daryl back i like the way he was just like i want i want my daryl back and he was like yeah. i see you <laughs> and he wants i the, thought that was great and he wants the pool table yeah and if he doesn't get these things then sasha dies
1: mm-hmm. so, i want madero bag. yeah <laughs> i see you and he uh so
0: rick says well let me see her let me see sasha and then we get this uh nice momentum killer <laughs> of a flashback mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I know
0: jeez oh, um, And uh, trying to think if there's anything real significant there. There's a line from Abraham, "We lay our big meaties across the chopping block for somebody else. <laughs> laying your ass on the line for somebody else. That is living."
1: Yep. Which such a good Abraham line. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely a theme in this episode, and yep. I think it's a good theme. Mm-hmm. that self-sacrifice is really living i can get behind that
1: yeah and it, and it kind of like i would have liked again i think i could say this till i'm till uh um ad nauseum but i would like to seen this before abraham died um mm. even a little bit before he died mm. and like during the scene where they actually leave for uh um the savior, or for the hilltop with with Maggie, um, I think it would have been nice to know that, like they were on the same page, and that this is Abraham. Because, I mean, this is it is who Abraham is. He is a self sacrificial kind of person. He is always putting himself in the thick of it for others, and I love that. I mm-hmm. love that about him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And when he took that bat, it it was with. So such acceptance
0: right i know yeah you know i'm remembering in the season six finale when negan approached abraham abraham just like you know sat up really straight and looked him right in the eye yep so good guy he just no fear yeah puts eugene to shame and it is kind of neat to see that you know season six moment and then know that this is what came right before it right you know, where right there, Abraham is living out what he apparently said to Sasha just a little while before then.
1: Yeah. You know, in, in retrospect, this is what I would like in a perfect world. This is what I would have liked mm-hmm. because I do like the effect of having this callback with, yeah. with some distance between his death and then Having a flashback where where we have no context of how this happened originally, but this is just showing us what what had happened in a flashback. What I would have liked would have been more development between Sasha and Abraham during season six. Yeah, and um, and get to the point where we where we already know these things and this dynamic between them but we didn't necessarily see this scene right. and then in this past episode this scene would have been a lot more powerful
0: yeah no, i agree with you pretty much where we were last episode too or last podcast
1: yeah um if i remember maybe in a show like breaking bad it would have happened but
0: yeah <laughs> then we get the now this flashback i really appreciated Uh, seeing Sasha and Eugene and Negan when Sasha first gets in the coffin Uh Um, for a couple reasons. We had that really good Sasha and Eugene moment where Eugene gives her the iPod and he says, quote, though I am a selfish coward, I do tend to think of other people on occasion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I truly wish I measured up. Mm -hmm. And Sasha says, you still can, Eugene. I'm not giving up, not on you. Um, kind of give you hope? Uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. I, I wouldn't say I've ever reached a point where I've completely lost hope on Eugene to mm-hmm. have a, rede- a redemptive moment. Um, but I was so upset with him, as I said last time, that I was kind
1: of wanting Rosita to blow him up. Right. Um, what I'm afraid of is his acceptance back in the group. Like I'm oh, yeah I trust that he'll have a redemptive arc, but not so sure that everyone will um accept him back.
0: Yeah. Especially Rick. Yeah, and Daryl. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a good point. He'd have to do something really good. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Something heroic.
0: Yep. So uh, – and then I I know we talked about this last time, but Negan has what is, in my opinion, his first real human moment where he genuinely seems to be talking to Sasha as an equal yep. um, and with some degree of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know how tough this is and I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something in this scene that I didn't like. <laughs> and okay. it kind of – I'm not even going to say kind of. It absolutely pulled me out. It was the act. Well, it was the writing and then the actor's performance. It was as if they were like, I don't even know why the writing is this way. So I'm just going to deliver it in the only way I know how, which is just kind of like blah. <laughs> and it's the, it's the scene with, um, Negan and Sasha and she says that she wants to go to sleep. So she gets in the coffin. And this exchange is very odd because um, why would Negan care if she got in the coffin? His reaction to her say- saying that she's going in the coffin is almost like street cred to him. He's like, oh, she yeah. wants to get in the coffin. Okay. Okay. I see you. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. I mean – is that badass or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and, but it was the delivery between the both of them. It was like they both had no idea why it was written this way. So they were just like going along with it. Hmm. It just pulled me out. And we'll, we'll talk about this, I'm sure. But when we have that issue with how did Sasha die if it wasn't for Eugene? I mean, she's in like the deep south in a coffin that's insulated and air sealed on a several hour drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, suffocation, heat stroke, dehydration. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking that
0: too, that if it's a long trip, they said it was several hours, mm-hmm. several hours in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she didn't even need to take that poison. Actually, right. the poison was just euthanasia. It was to, an easier way to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's uh, that's that's Eugene. He's Doctor um, Doctor. What's his name from Portland? The suicide doctor. Oh, Kavorkian. Yeah, Kavorkian.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would have made more sense for. Uh, Negan just to be being Negan-ish and be like you're
1: riding in the coffin you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but is this some sort of uh foreshadowing yeah (laughs) like say something offhand like that
0: yeah it it just his like means of controlling people and being manipulative and everything you don't get to ride in the front you get to ride in the box yeah exactly but if he did that then we wouldn't get this human moment from him, right, right. So, I don't, yeah, it did seem kind of weird. To be honest, I didn't really think about it at the time. I, mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me. Now that you mention it, I realize, yeah, that is weird. Um, mm-hmm. that Negan reacted the way he did to that, and that Sasha requested it, and that it wasn't seen as strange, and nobody was worried that she was going to suffocate.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. I would think even Eugene would be like, oh, maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, so uh, mm-hmm.
0: we see Sasha take the poison, and uh, then we, we cut to the, the coffin opening up, and Sasha makes a pretty creepy-looking
1: zombie. Yeah. Um, she, I thought she did a good job. She's one of the old zombies. She's one of the more agile zombies. Yeah. Yeah. You notice that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's strong. Well, yeah. but she's fresh. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I've talked about this before, how it is such a rarity that we see Negan shaken. Yeah. And so when it happens, it's very exciting for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and
0: satisfying. So, Negan's gen- genuine surprise at Sasha jumping out and falling off the the back of the truck there and everything. That was fun for me.
1: Yep. And we see this this shock twice in this episode. We do. Yeah. Which is so great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and we uh I have a note here. We see Negan basically scream in anger. Like he screams something it's not even uh it's not even like actual words. He's just like, Rah! yeah. Um, and he's when he's taking cover with Simon, right? Uh, Rosita got shot. Probably not that bad, but she got shot. Yeah. Okay. She's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and everyone is fine. Everyone that was the fit, like <laughs> <laughs> bullets are flying, and everyone's okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i do love how carl was the initiator though yeah he just like man right when it happened he was on a turn around pop 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 he was yeah that was incredible i actually wrote down on my notes i said kudos to carl for not hesitating and going for a very brave and calculated reaction
0: Mm. or not so much calculated but intuitive
1: yeah 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 absolutely
0: so Jadis shoots
1: Rick. Where does Jadis shoot Rick? She she, she shoots him. Uh, you know, it looks like a pretty bad shot. Right. It um, seems like he
0: gets he gets shot right above the hip, which would yeah. be really bad.
1: Yeah, uh, close to the abdomen. Uh, maybe the spleen. I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know too much about yeah. organ anatomy. I don't know either um but it looks pretty bad and it doesn't look like it's a shot that's gone through both ways mm-hmm. so and then in the last scene he's not even being taken care of i know <laughs> he's rick <laughs> rick is impervious to gunshots at this point an infection doesn't bother him right yeah
0: his hand seems fine Yep. Even though <laughs> yeah, a, a rusty spike went
1: through it yep. in a And I predicted yard. that he would lose it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> anyone think, else's hand would be gone.
0: Do you think Rick is going to lose his stomach, Matt?
1: <laughs> you know,
0: it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one less mouth to feed.
1: Right. <laughs> You just got to gotta, gotta uh, puree some liquids and send it through an IV.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, when Jadis did that, I was just – I have it in my notes. Oh, I
1: hate her. Yeah. I just hate her. She's the worst. She... And, it, again, if, if Rick I, – I don't understand. Rick could have tackled her. It was there. It was open. She obviously wasn't going to shoot him, like kill him, because she gave him a warning shot. Mm -hmm. Um, He could have taken like a split second and just went right for her gut. Yeah.
0: Well, I I remember in the last podcast, you talked about how you really, you didn't like uh, Rick getting shot and then pushed off the platform. Yep. um, So I did like it. Just because I do like the, the, oh crap moment where it just seems Mm -hmm. like all is lost and that really brought it home. Like it really feels like all is lost. Uh, and it, it actually reminded me, like I liked the POV we got of, of Rick's, you know, point of view, um, being, being dragged along and like i felt like i was there with him and i was in an absolutely impossible situation and as Mm -hmm. they like rounded the corner there and there were all the saviors just standing there looking at him um it 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 yeah it seemed just so dire and so and i want that in a finale i want to be brought to the point of things seem totally dire i didn't want us to lose um mm-hmm. which that's not what happened um but it reminded me a little bit of in that fifth season opener when they're getting dragged into terminus and uh okay that you know same thing we got rick's point of view in that too and mm-hmm. uh as he's seeing like the cleavers and everything and the bodies on the table and then the- i felt more stakes in that episode yeah yeah yeah, that was the opening to that episode, if I remember correctly. You're
1: right. Yeah, cuz the closing was the going into the uh container, right? Uh yeah. yeah. It, that was yeah, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. They were closed
0: in the container. The next episode, they're being brought to the trough. Mm-hmm. Um and there's we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but there's another similarity that in both of those episodes Rick we had, we saw Rick's point of view he was dragged into an impossible situation and he had the audacity to say I'm gonna kill you
1: yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> I love that about Rick <laughs> but you didn't like that though uh no I I did like that um what I didn't like was the build-up to that scene from when Jadis shoots him okay yeah because I, I honestly did feel the stakes with Carl dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought for sure Carl was going to go.
0: Hmm. I guess I wasn't sure. I thought it might happen, but I was still trying to lean towards my prediction. But, of course, my prediction had already
1: not come true. Hmm. Yeah, I was definitely sold on Carl dying. Hmm. I Because they had that scene with Morgan. And that postponed their arrival to Alexandria, Mm -hmm. which made me think, I mean, they're obviously stalling them so that they won't be able to get there in time enough to save Carl Mm -hmm. and then he would die. But, you know, it doesn't happen. Nope.
0: Nope. So uh, we also see we cut to Michonne looking bad, getting beat up by that uh, garbage pail kid yep on the roof um that looked like a very high stakes
1: tussle oh yeah
0: yeah um so rick and carl uh dragged into the circle of saviors there um negan says if i had a kid i'd want him to be just like your kid like he feels bad that he has to kill carl but feels right. like he's just got to do it
1: um, and i actually do like that
0: yeah yeah Um, so yeah, I, I was pretty doubtful that Carl was actually going to die, but I had no idea how they were going to get out of it. Mm. Um, and yeah, when, um, when that woman fell and screamed in the distance and yep. you you were supposed to think it might be Michonne, I never thought it was Michonne even for a second.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And I did think it was a little weird that Negan,
1: like, knew it was Michonne. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Strange. Right, yeah. Because it wasn't even a part of his crew. Like, it was a garbage pail kid.
0: Right. Right.
1: But he he seemed to know know who was up on
0: the roof and knew that Michonne was on the roof and
1: knew that Rick
0: was with Michonne. And I, I don't know if he really had reason to know all that. He didn't. That was weird. Yeah. So Negan says, Rick, you chose this. This is not warning. This is punishment. Um, And he says that after he kills Carl, then Lucille's going to take your hands. That would be
1: so brutal. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? There's so many references to Rick. Do you think he will ever lose his hands just because they reference it way too much? Um, yeah, I
0: I feel like at this point it's not going to happen.
1: Because yeah, I'm, I'm with you.
0: Yeah. They kind of run out of chances to do it. I mean, well, they could yeah. do it, but it should have happened last time if it was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Like the other time that Negan threatened to take his hands. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: now, okay. So Rick's response in the moment, I could not help, but love it. You know, he just looks at him like, so what? He says, you can take my hands. I told you nothing is going to change the fact that I'm going to kill you. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and I loved that he whispered, "You're all already dead." Yeah, because I felt like he was not just saying like your time is going to come soon. He was saying like you are all literally already dead, or not literally, but like figuratively, you're all already dead because because of the kind of people you are. Yeah, that's the way I took it. I don't know if the writers intended it that way, but I wanted probably Rick, not. I wanted but... Rick to be saying that. Like, yeah, I could. Buy you're that. all already <laughs> dead inside. And uh, right, I, and so I loved it thinking of it that way, and that's how I received it in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's good that way. I like that.
0: I do think there is kind of this insanity to being in that sort of situation and saying something like that. Um, be- oh sure, because yeah, when Rick did that in the fifth season. You know, people were getting a bat to the head and getting killed right in front of the trough, and his hands were tied, and he had nothing that he could do, and it was just Carol, who he didn't even know was out there, uh, exploding Mm -hmm. something at just the right moment that made it possible for him to ever have a chance to kill the guy that he said he was going to kill. Yeah. And similarly, in this moment, it's that the cavalry arrives at just the right moment, but he doesn't even know they're coming. Yeah, And so there is sort of an absurdity to it, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't
1: like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, d- I definitely liked it too. I I felt it when he said, essentially, you can kill Carl mm. and that's fine, but I will kill you. Right. And That, I think, held the most power for me.
0: Yeah, and I, I think... Again, like as I reflect on it now, in the moment it was powerful and it was what I wanted to hear. Reflecting on it now, I'm 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 kind of torn about it because really, he does love Carl, you know? Oh yeah. And um and of course it was in the last time that he was in this situation that that was what finally broke him. Um mm-hmm. that he could not bear the weight of first feeling responsible for glenn and abraham's death and then being told to cut off his own son's hand that just totally wrecked him i i don't fault him for that at that point um but it was like we're returning to that moment and this time he's saying no you can kill carl and you can take my hands but i'm still gonna kill you Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna change anything i'm still gonna kill you and it is definitely um Bringing home what happened in the Rick and Michonne focused episode where they had that conversation and Rick was like, yeah. no, we all can die, but this is about the future.
1: Yeah, and uh, absolutely. But he does reference this is about Carl and, J- and Judith's future as well. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, you know,
1: I do think in that moment there is an element of uh, pure adrenaline that's causing him to talk completely irrationally hmm um because him as a father would never let his son die right and i think in that moment he may have just been feeling like carl is going to die right now and there's literally nothing i can do to change that yeah so i could either accept it and do something about it or i can show him weakness and uh, and submit to him again, mm-hmm. and then we're back at square one.
0: Right, right.
1: I think his the route that he took showed Negan that Rick isn't isn't just a, a hurt little puppy that he can mess around with. Rick is no joke. Yeah, and I do think that he'll reflect on it. I think if the writers are. If they're worth worth their salt, <laughs> they'll have Negan reflect on what Rick said and he'll feel the weight of Rick actually being a threat. Yeah. And maybe even have uh, Eugene chime in. You know, Rick has done this and Rick has done that. He's not just a, a petty little boy.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope that happens. Yeah. I hope I – hope Negan gets to the point that he fears Rick. Because if I remember it correctly, it's been a while. But if I can remember it correctly, I think Negan got to the point in the comics where he was actually afraid of how psychotic Rick is. (laughs) Like, he didn't know what to expect. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yes,
0: he could be headed in that direction because he didn't expect a tiger. And yep. that is what came next. <laughs> so <laughs> Shiva appeared and yeah, I was definitely happy about that. That was a, a good moment. Totally. Again, I got to suspend disbelief in order to enjoy it, but I was able to in the moment because seriously, yeah. like there are guns everywhere. That tiger would be dead after the first kill. But I quite enjoyed that the tiger took out multiple people.
1: Yep. Um, Would – if you had a gun in your hand and a tiger started mauling people, would you stand there in surprise (laughs) or would you shoot it? (laughs) I think I'd stand there like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I'd go to shoot it right away. (laughs) (laughs) Well –
0: yeah, maybe not right away. There would definitely be that element of surprise. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining that she'd make it to another person. Yeah. After the first one. Yeah, totally. But so yeah, Negan is uh really stunned about the tiger and we get we get uh surprised and f- kind of frantic Negan, which I like. And
1: what a great shot that was. Yeah where he lifts up the back, goes for the swing. You feel it coming. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there was no hesitation because in a lot of scenes in, in TV where they'll have a scene where someone is going to go do something, um, that's, um, you know, to kill someone or something. And there's in inter intervening on, you know, by third party or something, there's this hesitation in between going for the act and, in the actual intervention mm. and with this negan stands up really quick all right you said i could do it takes the hat off goes swings the bat back, and like literally goes in for the swing and then here comes shiva like right. without skipping a beat it was so perfectly executed yeah the timing was so good it was really good because i like i seriously did think carl was gonna die yeah yep
0: yeah. So the cavalry has arrived. Uh, Negan sees Maggie, and I laughed out loud when I realized what he said. He goes, "That widow's alive. Guns ablazing." <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that was so good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, this moment. I mean, we've been waiting for it for a long time, and it was a good moment. Yep. And as contrived and uh, unrealistic as it may have been, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Everything about it was totally contrived. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I liked when Negan was in in the truck and he's like, everybody's shooting at the truck as he's Mm -hmm. driving away. He's flipping everybody off, but (laughs) he's, uh, he's really in no position
1: to be flipping people off. I put in the, in my notes, shoot the tires. Oh, yeah. Shoot the tires. Yeah. Why did you not shoot them? <laughs> it would have 100% either caused them to get into a terrible car wreck or it would have at, at worst stopped them. Yeah. Or at best, stop, or worst, yeah. That would be smart.
0: Just as mm-hmm. for the saviors, it would be smart to shoot the tiger. Yeah, actually, if who? They... Don't... What's that? Oh, I was gonna say maybe next episode will open with she- Shiva dying, but
1: because we... someone shot her.
0: Yeah, but we we saw. I feel like we would have seen the aftermath. We would have seen. I don't, I can't remember if we saw Shiva walking around in those last
1: scenes. I think we did. We did. Okay. I want to say we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, Shiva was next to Ezekiel while he was on the podium.
0: Oh good. All right. Well then he's okay.
1: Yeah. Also, I put my notes uh the new um the moment when Rick and Mich- uh Rick and Morgan see each other. Yeah. Um R- Morgan stabs someone in the head uh and saves Rick. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good moment cuz it it wasn't like heavy-handed. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But it was a nice moment where Rick can be like, oh, wow, Morgan's changed. Right, yeah. You know?
0: Yep. Yeah, I like that too.
1: But we didn't get a good Carol scene, I thought. No, yeah. Which was disappointing. The whole gunfire scene, everything about the gunfight, Mm -hmm. I felt like it could have been a lot better. Really? Yeah. It seemed very um choreographed Hmm. and obviously it was but it it seemed like no one's dying no one's getting shot Mm -hmm. everyone on our team is putting people down Mm -hmm. everyone who is died on our team is someone we don't know but there's bullets flying through the air left and right right yeah and people are just running with their hands in the air um it seemed That seemed kind of fake. I would have liked to see a little bit more strategy when it came to, like, shooting and stuff. Like, instead of standing tall, running through an open yard with your arm out shooting people, like, hide behind things. Be more strategic. Mm. You know, be more tactical. Yeah. Um, And I would have, again, I would have liked to seen a scene with Carol, you know, taking some people down, maybe, like, wearing a like a Walker skin or something <laughs> taking people down. And I would have liked to see in a Carol and Daryl scene.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be But good. we didn't get that either. Yeah. They're saving it for the premiere. I hope so. So, uh, Rick and Carl find Michonne. She is mm-hmm. of course not the one who fell, but she is pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, She'll be okay. She'll be fine, yeah. And then we go to uh, Negan with Eugene and Dwight uh, back at the sanctuary. And he asks Eugene why Sasha died. And he Mm -hmm. seems suspicious of Eugene. Which, why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does know that Eugene was the last person that Sasha saw besides him.
1: Still, I don't know. That's a pretty big leap. Especially with how much of a sellout Eugene has been for our group. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't feel like that scene with Eugene and Negan at the end was especially realistic. Hmm. Well,
0: yeah, I see where you're coming from. But Eugene's response was realistic. What was it again? Basically, that she probably suffocated. It's a pretty good
1: Did alibi. he say that? Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. Yep. Huh. Did you write down the quote?
0: I didn't write it down exactly, but hmm. yeah, he, he explained it in his Eugene-ish way, and then he was like,
1: so Oh, because of the tarp. My best guess, she ran out of air. Yeah, I think he mentioned something about the tarp being too tight. Hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, because I remember thinking, wait, a tarp being too tight wouldn't cause someone not to breathe because a tarp is mesh. And so you'd be able to breathe through it. I might have to go back and look at that scene. I don't
0: remember anything about the tarp, but. Mm-hmm. So then we see Negan basically announcing to everybody we're going, we're going to war. Everyone seems excited. Yay! We're gonna go Everyone's fight. Everyone's happy. Yay! <laughs> we're going to war. We've been waiting to fight because we're all big bad people. <laughs> so, but exactly, you know, both Dwight and Eugene. It's like Negan has these two two guys in his inner circle, and both of them, one of them is turned against him, and Eugene mm-hmm. is, I obviously, could be turned towards. It's kind of a wild card. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get a little voiceover of Rick saying, you think Sasha did that to herself? Like, if I remember correctly, we heard Maggie's voiceover and Maggie suspected that she had done it on purpose,
1: but she didn't have any proof. Yeah. I don't understand why everyone's assuming that it was a suicide when she was in a coffin. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't get it. I did like the homage to Glenn, Uh the voiceover. Yeah. I thought that was well done. I know that you said you didn't particularly like it.
0: No, I didn't say that. I just said that I wish that half of the time for the Abraham flashbacks had gone to Glenn, too. Okay. And that we had seen Glenn right before he saved Rick. For that first time Mm -hmm. when Rick was in the tank. Because we've never really seen what Glenn was doing before then. And something about those flashbacks could have really brought out how much Glenn put his neck on the line for Rick.
1: That would Um, have also raised the stakes for Rick as a viewer. Yeah. You know, are they doing flashbacks to give us like some sort of foreshadowing for Rick's death? Mm Hmm. you know yeah so and
0: i just would have liked to have seen glenn again yeah although glenn glenn the actor that plays glenn has aged significantly since he died no since the first episode of the series oh oh yeah 100 percent. yeah so that could be a little hard to pull off for sure Um but yeah, I appreciated that uh not to Glenn as well. And uh so we have the the self-sacrifice, helping each other theme brought out. Um I think it's a good thing, helps to give some closure to Glenn's death. Uh Daryl finds a chess piece from Dwight. Yeah. It says on it didn't
1: know. <laughs> Right, and I wrote down in my notes chess piece, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that a reference
0: to something from before? Uh,
1: yeah, it was when um uh, when Daryl flipped the chessboard in dwight's room, okay, and then he picked up this chess piece in some miraculous way. Daryl know or Dwight knows that Dwight did that, so he used that same chess piece to <laughs> write on it and tell him. He, they, he doesn't know how you know the. He didn't know about the the betrayal. Oh, gee, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, yeah, the suspension of disbelief necessary to believe that is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. In that, go ahead. D- that Daryl would see it in the in the in that little pocket of uh, yeah. grass and, and and whatnot.
0: Yeah. It's just a little chess piece.
1: Yeah. And it's wood. So it could look like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. Right. Man,
0: I feel like I'm realizing things that are making my rating go down for this episode, which I don't like. <laughs> um, yeah, I have in my notes, how is Rick okay? Okay. We see other people being tended to. Oh Their yeah, 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 yeah. Tended to, but Rick <laughs> is
1: not. Yep, he's just sitting there holding Michonne's hand. Yeah, I put down in my notes. We sk- skipped over this part. I just want to go back real quick. We, I put in my notes. We. This is in reference to what Michonne says to Rick while she's sitting there up against the wall. huh. She says, "We are," and then Rick says, "We're here." And then in my notes, I put, we are, we are here. Here is here. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Still beating us been over the head with it.
0: So funny if Rick said that. If Here is here. yeah.
1: <laughs> if he would have said that while she's laying in the bed, like later on. <laughs> here is here. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um,
0: so, yeah, that's, that's all I've got.
1: Uh, One more thing. I also put down in my notes, this is in reference to the voiceover with Maggie. Yeah. And then as the camera pans up from her hands to her face while she's giving the speech to the townspeople. Mm -hmm. um, I put down, it's weird to hear her voiceover of Maggie or hear to weird, sorry, it's weird to hear the voiceover of Maggie then see her give the speech with no audio. Yeah. Because that, that was strong. Like, you think that it's going to pan up and you're going to see her delivering this line in real time. huh. But the audio isn't synced to her voice because <laughs> she's clearly saying something different. Yeah. Um, which just seemed like an odd creative choice.
0: Yeah, it is. It is kind of an odd creative choice.
1: So, uh, yeah, that's all I got for notes.
0: Okay. So, numerical rating?
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said in, in our last podcast, I have a very hard time coming down on a rating for this. Yeah. Because in one sense, I was entertained. Oh yeah, I felt the stakes, you know, mm-hmm. and I even felt like there was a chance that Rick that that Carl would die, and I also thought there was a chance that uh, Michonne would die. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that it was her that was falling. Right. Yeah. Same. Um. Yeah, but there were definitely things that took me out of the episode, like the conversation between Negan and Sasha. Um, the situation with Daryl picking up the chess piece, all the things that we had talked about, and then the the most glaring thing being the Abraham and Sasha dynamic. Okay. Um, I am gonna out of a one being the worst, ten being the best. I'm gonna give this a solid five. A five? Yeah. Wow, yep, that's like the yep.
0: worst you've given any episode this season,
1: yeah, and it's and it i'm I'm basing it off of its own merits, so it's 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 so hard for me to teeter for it being a like a fully good episode, and it's really hard for me to say that it was bad, okay, so in saying that I have to go right down the middle i don't I'm still not sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but that means that numerically you gave a higher rating to i think every other episode this season. Yeah, I did. So this is the worst yeah. episode of the season for you?
1: Um in in the case of it being like what it's supposed to be, what I expected of it being a finale episode. Uh-huh. Um for me it didn't deliver on being the best finale episode that it could be. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's hard for me to give it a better rating. Okay. If I was if I was being generous, I would say maybe a six. Okay. But that for me is being generous.
0: Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're this is going to be the most wildly divergent ratings I think we've ever given an episode. Um, okay. Because while you're going to give it the lowest rating of any episode in these eight this eight chunk uh half season um yeah i'm gonna give it the highest um okay i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight okay um
1: i can understand why yeah
0: i and, and that's after you've heard all of my gripes about it and everything right. it's just a, in terms of like enjoying watching the episode finding it entertaining um like loving negan getting you know frazzled and having our team experience a victory and all that stuff um it was definitely probably it was it was the episode i enjoyed the most all season so yeah um and yes could it have been better do i absolutely it could have been and i i i feel like i'm still reserving like a nine or a ten for an episode that really
1: hits it out of the park you know Yeah. yeah so um so yeah, I do feel bad. I do feel bad that I'm giving it a five because I did give better ratings for eh, could be argued worst episodes, right? But yeah. I'm I'm rating this, and I I feel like this is important to take into account with my rating for this episode. So I'm not rating this up against the other episodes. I'm rating this all out of my expectation for this episode. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? So if this was like a, an episode in the middle of the season or like the beginning of the season or something, I would have probably given it a better rating, a much better rating. Mm-hmm. But for it being what it is, delivering the things that I wanted it to deliver, it didn't get me there. And it got me to the point where I'm just like, and one day I feel like it's a better episode. On another day, I feel like it's a worse episode. So it's hard for me to give it better than a middle of the road. Okay. Rating. Got it. Yeah.
0: Alright, so I have a couple things I want to talk to you about. Yep, And same. they could be considered, like, mild spoilers, but okay. they're pretty mild. Yeah. So, um, I found an article recently where Scott Gimple said that we are trying to do 20 years of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. And he compared it to The Simpsons, because The Simpsons has been going for 28 years. And he said something... Oh, I didn't
1: see that one.
0: Yeah, he said something like, Simpsons has done 28 years, so challenge accepted. And, you know, of course, (laughs) I'm sure he's half-joking. But, anyway, um, apparently the show is planned to run at least through Season 12. And Gimple has these aspirations of keeping it going far longer than that. I have a very negative response to that. I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you share your thoughts first. Okay. But I imagine we have similar ones.
1: Sure. My first thought is why is he still in this position of showrunner for The Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> Especially with comments like this. Yeah. Um I feel like more competent showrunners, uh like Seth Gillian is that his name is Seth Gillian for The Breaking Bad? uh, series. Oh, I'm not. Oh, uh, Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, Noah Hawley, um, writers like that. I feel like their strongest, um, their strongest feature of, of a writer is understanding pacing Mm -hmm. and understanding conclusions. Yeah. To every episode, to every arc, to every story, they understand that there is a conclusion. There's a high point and then there it comes to a low point. Yeah. Um, and there's this pacing. We haven't seen that with, with uh, um, Scott Gimple. In fact, since he came on to be the showrunner, we've lost character development. We've gotten to the point where we've added so many characters that in order to give people their due – and give purely good character development, we know that during that process, someone will die mm. because we're getting time with this character. I don't wanna I don't wanna continue watching a show that and I do wanna continue watching The Walking Dead, don't get me wrong, mm. but I don't wanna continue watching a show where I only get character development with one or two characters, and then I have to get all of these stories Ancillary stories that really hold no weight mm. and really hold no uh, context for the greater story, um, in unless it's like for a certain character death, you know. Right. I've lost touch with D- with Daryl. I've lost touch with Carol. I've lost touch with with Carl. I've lost touch with most of our s- significant cast. Yeah, Maggie, including Maggie. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that has to do with with them taking on too many characters and then not giving the characters that we find important and find to be a part of this Walking Dead family, um, not giving them enough screen time. And this gets me thinking that Scott Kimball really just doesn't know what he's doing as a showrunner. He doesn't know how to control this story, mm-hmm. which makes me think, why would I trust someone That's writing that way to say that we want to go on even longer to a story that really it it doesn't have an ending in the comics right now. Mm -hmm. And Kurtman doesn't really want to give it an ending yet. But this is a television series where the characters aren't paper. Right. They're not ink and they're not animation like the Simpsons and the voices don't age. These are characters that are aging exponentially Mm -hmm. like like Carl – or like Carol and Rick and Carl, you can see their aging mm-hmm. throughout the series yeah. to where we are now. And this is just – how many years has this been? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a big deal. I think uh, finding some sort of conclusion how you want to end this story it doesn't need to be like a, um, a purely defined ending – but just knowing that you want to wrap it up at a certain point so that you can get the best story out of the limited time that you have I think is important. Right.
0: Yeah. I agree. And I was kind of disturbed by the comparison of The Simpsons. Which <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was a joke. But if it wasn't it just shows this fundamental misunderstanding of what the show is. <laughs> like the Simpsons yeah. nobody pretends that the Simpsons have aged. They the Simpsons are supposed to be stuck in this world where, you know, Maggie is still six months year old or whatever forever. Yeah. And yeah. um the the kids will and always it's okay. be kids, and that's okay because it's an animated cartoon and it's not telling a long running story. It's yep. to- you can pick up any episode of The Simpsons any point in its 28 year run, and it doesn't matter what order you watch them in. It's yeah. not that kind of show, but you can't watch like something from an episode from season six of The Walking Dead before an episode from season four and uh, expect to appreciate it or fully understand it. It's a yeah. totally it's a serial, long running show, and yeah, and so it's just apples and oranges to compare them. And mm-hmm. the the thing about a serial long-running ru- long show is that it's the kind of story that needs an ending. The Simpsons doesn't need an ending. Only each individual yeah. episode needs an ending. Yeah. Not the long run of The Simpsons. Right. And uh, so I, and I, I would hope that a showrunner of a, a show like The Walking Dead would understand that. It also concerns me because... If they really do expect to run the show for 20 years, do they honestly think that, like, Rick is going to be there the whole time? Do they think that Andrew Lincoln is going to stick with it that long? Like, Andrew Lincoln is going to go from being, what was it, like his his late 30s to his late 50s over the course of that. If he sticks with it for that long, he's going to look completely different. And the show, like you pointed out, doesn't run at the same speed as the actor's age. Um, yeah. and what that suggests to me is that he doesn't expect rick to be there for 20 years um yeah and he doesn't expect any of the characters to be that there that long and right that tells which
1: means that the characters are not important right to
0: him. exactly and if the characters are not important then why would i watch this and what bothers yep. me is that Okay, some might say, "Well, it's the story that's really important." Some might say it's the characters that are really important. Obviously, both need to be important, but, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't seem to care that much about the story either because there's no end yeah. game. If there was an end yeah. game, then you could say, "Oh, there's this plan for somewhere that they're headed, and there's going to be a, a a long arc to the story." where there's a beginning and there's a middle and the end, and, you know, it feels like it's headed towards something. But I've never got the sense that the show is doing anything other than just kind of moving from one horrible thing to another, with no end game, no long-term plan. And I stick with it because I care about the characters. But if you're going to tell me that the characters don't really matter because we'll just keep killing them and putting in new ones until the entire original cast is gone, then that doesn't You know, compel me to watch it for all that time so yeah it's just not the kind of thing i wanted to hear
1: yeah it's not a very uh satisfying (laughs) comment yeah i feel like a showrunner
0: yeah i feel like at most at most the walking dead could run for another four to five years
1: yeah very yeah exactly at the most and i and would, I would hope, be okay with that
0: i would hope that the whole time it was doing that it was moving towards some sort of end game that the writers had in mind totally
1: yeah and and i i would add if they keep doing the the style of storytelling that they've done in this season i'm i don't know if i'm going to be on board yeah um because what got me into the walking dead and this is funny I had this conversation with my mom as well, and my mom was the one that brought it up yeah um I said or the the way that I feel is the reason why I started watching it to begin with was because of these characters in the story they got us into the characters you know they would kill off characters when it when it mattered mm-hmm. when it when it was um when it when it should happen you know it wasn't just nonsensical um and my mom said she was like all right i asked her if she'd been watching the walking dead and she's like yeah i've been watching it honestly i'm not crazy about this season yeah i was like oh yeah why not and she's like i don't really care about what's happening i was like oh yeah why and she says well everyone's dying and it doesn't seem like the story's moving anywhere and i don't really care Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I totally understand and I, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah. Um, the way I feel long term with this is if they course correct with this next season and focus on our main cast, the Andrew Lincolns and the Norman Reeduses and the Melissa McBrides. I will be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see Maggie. I want to see her grow into a leader. I want to see Michonne and Rick's relationship blossom. I want to see even Rosita. Give me some Rosita. But make make it worth it. Mm -hmm. I want to see Carl and Enid grow. You can do that. Lost has proven that you could do character development with a large cast. Yes. Yeah. But but don't don't just meander around it you know just avoid storytelling and character development for the sake of like adding new 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 stories and new locations and new groups and stuff just for the sake of building out this world that ultimately we don't care about because we don't care about the characters right you know i don't want to i don't want to watch a show about ancillary characters i want to watch a show about important characters
0: mhm mhm yep yeah i agree with that we definitely need a more focus on characters that are uh, that we've been with for a longer period of time that we care about yeah. um, and we we have to get all our, our people together again in the same place yep that was i don't think we will yeah and that was that was something that was so key to forming the family that we cared about that keeps us watching the show
1: yeah it is Um, I mean, if the hilltop was closer to Alexandria and there was a little bit more, like, crossover between both camps, I would be okay with it. Yeah. But I like the dynamic with Maggie and Rick. Yeah. And I I like our main clump of people to be close and be a family. Right. I don't want that to break up.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Also, um, Scott Kimplad mentioned that the next season is going to be more high octane. It's going to be faster paced. It's going to be crazy. What you didn't like about this season, it's going to be the total opposite. Did he say that? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he said that in an interview.
0: They say that sort of Um, thing
1: every season, though. Every season. Yes. And it just makes me think, like, what are they? Do they even know what we think? Do, like, are they fans of their own show? Hmm. You know what I mean? Do they watch this and, and and actually really appreciate it? Because if they did, they know that, like, we don't care that next season's going to be high octane. We don't care that there's going to be violence or or craziness or fast pace or anything like that. I don't care if the war goes on for two seasons. As long as the characters are developed yeah. and the story is good. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the big thing that The Walking Dead has been trying to – they've been trying to course correct all these like symptoms. Mm-hmm. But they're not cor- course correcting the problems. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, slightly spoilerish thing. Uh, I read that there are three people who are currently on the show who have been, had their status upgraded to series regulars. Okay. Did you hear about this? No. All right. So, one is Enid. Okay. Fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Two is Simon. Oh, which I think is is good. Interesting. Uh, he's good character. I'd like to see more of him. Yep. <laughs> and three. Can you guess? JDM. No, he's already series regular.
1: Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, can I guess? I'm gonna say. Um. What's his name? Slime Weasel uh slime weasel what's his name hilltop oh gregory
0: gregory now okay worse worse than that worse
1: holy crap <gasps> no <laughs> no jadis yeah no no <laughs> come on Are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. Yeah. That's pretty much what my reaction was as well.
1: What could they possibly have for her to do?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure that they made that guy from Terminus a series regular did and they? then he was dead. W- he was dead within three episodes. They did? I didn't. Re- I don't know that. I'm remember. not positive.
1: I thought he was. Maybe, okay. maybe I'm wrong. Um, but even if she had as much screen time as him, I would not be okay with that. <laughs> because he was interesting, and he and he uh, yeah. showed up at interesting times that were threatening. Yeah. And. Any any more time that she gets on screen unless they cut this whole like weird garbage pale kids shtick out, I'm right. I'm not okay with that.
0: Yes. They have to drop that and give us a halfway decent reason for why they're talking that way.
1: Yeah, and I was actually <laughs> I was watching what was I watching? Oh, yeah. I, I watched um, King Kong, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie, by the way. Like, if, if you oh, yeah? can go out and watch it, go out and watch it, please. It's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. But there's this scene. There's actually two – no, there's three scenes where Kong shows up and he makes a, quite the entrance, right? Um, mm-hmm. a big spectacle. The aftermath of this is – three different scenes with three different groups of characters in every group of character. One of the characters is like, can we not talk about what just happened? Is this not like something worth talking about? A giant ape is here and we're not like saying anything about it. (laughs) Could we not even laugh? And I was, I immediately thought of, the walking dead because if i was there i know of the moment i walked away from any interaction with these people i would be i'd be like okay tell me you guys don't want to talk about that (laughs) right yeah (laughs) you know so it just bothers me that they they're not even being self-aware about it
0: i know yep that bothers me too
1: like just give us something yeah Tell us that you see how stupid this is.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if we don't get any of that next season, any explanation or any of the cast commenting on it and complaining about it to each other, it's going to be pretty insufferable if she's a regular.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: So, <sighs> yeah. And I miss Glenn.
1: Yeah. I do too. And we're going to really miss Abraham in this fight. Mm. Yeah. So,
0: I will. I mean, I'm not hopeless about the future of the show, but that piece of news definitely brought down my expectations some. Yeah. And uh, as did that comment from Gimple, because mm-hmm. when he. When, I'm sure the eighth season is all written at this point. Yep. And so if he's saying he wants to keep the show going for 20 years, he wrote season eight thinking that. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't make me feel good.
1: Uh, yeah. So I wanted to say for our viewers, if you're listening and you're interested in joining our conversation, we have a Facebook group now, or not a Facebook group, sorry. We have a Facebook page and you can go ahead and go like that. Um, and if you want to talk to us, send in some messages. Uh, just shoot us a message on Facebook and or um, find us on Twitter and Instagram. We have those too. And yeah. um, shoot us a DM or whatever. And uh, we'll give you a shout out for our next episode in the premiere. If we do, We're going to do a premiere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll give you a shout out for the premiere.
0: Well yeah. Like it, uh review us on Amazon. I'm on Amazon. What am I talking about? On <laughs> iTunes. Uh review us on iTunes. We sell no products, so you cannot review us on
1: Amazon.
0: <laughs> review us on iTunes, give us a good rating. If you can't give us a good rating, then don't give us a rating. Just like we said last time, just tell us. Yeah. Um and resist yeah, the I, urge. I, <laughs> I think right now we're not planning on doing any more of these until the show comes back. But in the extremely unlikely event that like we get a bunch of emails with fun stuff to talk about, maybe yeah. we could, we do an uh, episode to talk about it. Yeah. That'd be so, fun. Yeah. Do you like a
1: mailbag episode.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. I kind of doubt we'll have a bag overflowing with mail, but. Same, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh so yeah, Matt, what are you going to be watching in the Walking Dead's absence? I know you watch like a whole bunch of things, but Yeah.
1: Um I'm actually excited about a few things. I'm excited that Fargo's coming back on for season 3. Definitely worth watching.
0: Okay. I've wondered about that.
1: Oh yeah. Wow. That is a good series. I actually bought it on iTunes because the second season wasn't available on Hulu, only the first season. Mm-hmm. And so I bought it on iTunes and it was so worth it. And then it okay. came on, came on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, season three is coming on. You and McGregor's in this one, in this season. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Also, I know that I mentioned this before, but if you haven't seen Legion, you must see Legion. I just finished okay. it. It's unreal. It's so good. So really? worth it. Yeah. The whole thing is, is on Hulu if you have Hulu. Let's see. And in the absence of The Walking Dead, I know The Defenders are coming on Netflix, which should be really fun because that's okay. a, um, kind of a crossover event with the Netflix TV shows for Marvel. So that's cool. Mm. I I wanted to get into – what's it called? The Extraordinary Events – What what's that? I can't even think of the name. Something something un uh short. it's that old um uh, novel series, right? It was a novel?
0: Uh, oh uh a series of unfortunate a events series
1: of unfortunate events.
0: Lemony Snicket?
1: Yes. Um there's a new series on Netflix.
0: I saw that. I have not seen it, but I noticed it.
1: Yeah, I wanted to watch that. So that's probably what I'll be watching. Cool. What about you? I don't know. Um,
0: I plan on watching the third season of Better Call Saul.
1: Okay. I haven't I, seen any of it.
0: None of it, Mm-mm. really. mm Well, it's, uh, I, I think it's worth watching. Um, and the problem is, though, that the, the span of time between episodes is so long that I have forgotten... A lot of what happened oh really and so i'm yeah i'm hesitant to start the third season because it's been pretty, i think a year since oh, wow. i watched the second season wow or close to a year and so i barely remember anything okay and uh but there it, there's definitely that breaking bad magic is there really um yeah it's not to the same degree okay but it's there. Okay. So the the difference is that in Breaking Bad there is this constant forward momentum yeah. of building tension and um, you know building to Shakespearean level tragedy. Yeah. And in Better Call Saul it's more of a slow burn. Okay. But it is um it's it's done with a with visual flair. Mm-hmm. and confidence and um it's funny and it does have some moments of like <laughs> extreme um discomfort okay. for the viewer like yeah. the way that breaking bad did yeah um does it have this the, cinematography just the way that y- oh yeah really yeah the cin- cinematography is great yeah it's very breaking Badish in that way
1: oh man maybe i do need to watch it
0: but yeah, it is not in the same league as Breaking Bad yeah. in terms of the forward momentum of the story. Um, but I, 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 mean, I, I want to see how things turn. Things turn out. You yeah, know, where it goes. And of course, a difference from Breaking Bad is you ultimately know where the
1: story is going to go. Right. And it's you know kind that, of unfair to compare. Right. Shows to Breaking yeah, you, Bad. You
0: know, he's going to turn into Saul Goodman right um but oh and bob odenkirk is just awesome oh yeah in it he's so good
1: he's in uh fargo season one
0: really yeah i could totally see him on that show
1: yeah he's he's pretty incredible um yeah. also what's his name martin something from uh uh sherlock isn't it
0: Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's the lead. Bilbo. No, not Bilbo. Um, Yeah. yeah, Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, is Bill Burr in Better Call Saul? Well, I just found out
0: recently who who Bill Burr is. Oh, really? So, yeah, I didn't know. Actually, I went to a taping of Conan O'Brien and Bill Burr. Burr was the guest
1: (laughs) he's so great on Conan wait what does that mean you went to a taping
0: (laughs) to where when they record Conan
1: oh you were at you were at Conan
0: yeah when I went to California yeah
1: that is awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was yeah it was neat experience that's fun
1: and Bill Burr was there yeah he was the guest that is so great I love it when he's on Conan
0: yeah he was good
1: yeah I liked him so is he in Better Call Saul? Because he's in I, he's in Breaking Bad. He's one of Saul's uh henchmen. Oh. He's the redhead.
0: That's right. Yeah. See, now I, I I would have been way more excited about Bill Burr being there at Conan <laughs> if I had known he was in Breaking Bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. As it
0: was, I just had to take it on my my friend's opinion that he was uh a good guy to see yeah he's
1: hilarious
0: yeah actually it's pretty cool when you go to those tapings i don't know if you've ever been to anything like that but you don't have to pay you just you reserve the spot and uh if you get if the spots open you get it get out of here yeah it's just like first come first serve
1: wow that's really cool
0: yeah yeah Hmm. because they have so many shows to tape and i guess in L- in la there's just so many opportunities to go to those sorts of things yeah that if they charge people they might not fill the place and they really want a, a audience that's lively yeah so
1: yeah that makes sense yeah um yeah so is he in it
0: i don't think so maybe he'll be in it eventually but okay jimmy has a while to go before he becomes saul
1: okay gotcha also uh one last show that i am definitely definitely 100% going to be watching this summer is preacher i see the commercials for that and it does look intriguing it's so i think i talked to you about it last year when i first started watching this the first season yeah it's so good it's it's funny it's quirky it's dark But it's got like – it's got great dramatic beats and Mm. you care about these terribly irredeemable characters. (laughs) (laughs) But for us, they're not irredeemable. Like they're just – they're so broken and so – such misfits. But so worth it. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely a great show. I unfortunately have to buy it on iTunes because I don't get AMC AMC out here. Yeah yeah so but yeah you you get it so yeah it's definitely worth it if you can watch it right yeah
0: okay well i got some stuff to try
1: yeah definitely recommend for i think fargo is my number one recommendation for anyone watching television right now not i'm wow. sorry not fargo uh legion. legion yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say it seemed like legion was the one you were most enthusiastic about
1: yep and then fargo would be right beneath it cool yeah
0: All right. Well, like we said, if you listen to this, drop us a a line. Mm -hmm. Let us know. It's good to know if somebody actually listens.
1: (laughs) Right. And we know people do. I've gotten people telling me that they listen. Good. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, all right, guys. Signing off.
1: Over and out.